0: You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 60896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. ...is
1: giving a bit of ground in third spot, but it's Major Delight shaking up into the straight. She raced away from Orias, perfect, and pink, and Sahara Breeze. This is one very, very special filly. I dare say one of the best two-year-old fillies we've ever seen. Major Delight makes it eight from eight and won it by eight metres. Second Orias... Yeah, Major Delight's going to start short there at Melton at this feature meeting on Saturday night. As I Chris Barsby's joining us... On um thanks to Garrard's. But just going through the prices of some of these Emma Stewart runners in the feature. She's got Susan is her name, a favorite in race two, which is a group one. And we go to race four. She's got Major Delight at $1.25, the horse we just heard there. In race five, a dollar sixty, ladies in red, stablemate tough tilly, two thirty. The long storm is chasing what four out of five this preparation. It's two thirty in race six. She's got an outsider. He's all muscle in race seven. $1.40 forty chance in cipher in race number. Well, that's the second last on the card or third last. Captain Ravishing is a dollar fifteen and a dollar seventy bad act now. Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris.
2: Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone.
1: So possibility she could win what six races, six features there on Saturday yeah. night
2: it's 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 frightening uh, the power that uh, that stable possesses right now uh and it's only going to be uh more evident over the coming weeks because straight after saturday night the inter-dominion series starts they'll have honolua bay who's one of the major players for that series and then the vic bread wrapping up the year and they're going to have uh you know real strength in numbers once again it'll be very similar to what they're producing this weekend for the breeders crown so uh the power is uh, unbelievable right now for that stable so It'll be interesting to see if Tab put up a mark at how many Group 1 wins she can actually train there on Saturday night because I think there'd be a few punters that'd be keen to play in that, I'm Mm. sure.
1: I'm interested in particular with next year, Chris, with these young stars, you know, your Leap to Fames and your Captain Ravishings as older horses when they start to take on these older horses. I think we all agree they're certainly going to measure up.
2: Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, They look Grand Circuit horses in the making, so, uh, you know, they're out of their age group racing now, Well, they will be by the end of the year, and then they'll be into their four-year-old ranks, and uh, you would think that maybe uh, at some point during uh, next year that Connections will want to dip their toe into the Open Class uh, Grand Circuit events, so... Leap to fame. Do they look at, you know, a race like the Blacks are fake during the uh, the Tab Constellations in July before he tackles a race like the, uh, the Eureka coming up in September? Uh, by the back end of the year, it's the Inter-Dominion's going to be in Brisbane, so are they tempted to by that as well? So it'll be very interesting just to see which way they go, but you won't be shocked to see these horses taking on open-class events next year.
1: Chris, our first guest is with us this morning.
2: Well, I'm keen to chat with Tom Ison because we saw Tom in action last Saturday night. It was part of our summer carnival night at Albion Park, and he came up very short in one of our features, the Group 3 three-year-old Phillies Classic. That Philly magic moment backs up this Saturday night at Albion Park. Tom, of course, based in Tamworth, but he uh, regularly gets to Brisbane, and he's back in Brisbane this weekend. Tom, appreciate the time.
3: No worries. Thanks for having me, Chris.
2: Uh, You came up uh, very short last week. It was only a a very skinny margin. Uptown Beach Girl holding off your Philly magic moment. What did you think at the line?
3: Yeah, it was close on the line, but uh, we sort of got halfway down the straight and we were coming quick, but I think um, the Uptown Beach Girl just sort of kicked back and just held us off, you know, enough to sort of, we were coming quick but not quick enough and it just held on.
2: Well, importantly, you've picked up uh, that Group 3 sort of black type uh, placing, and that's going to be important in time to come. Uh, she's a racy type, this filly.
3: Yeah, she is. She she does get a little bit hot too. If uh, You know, I've sort of tried being driving a little bit quiet of recent weeks. Um, but no, we've sort of had to use her a bit lately, and she's been sort of showing up and relaxing in the run, which is good too. So, But no, she's racing really well at the moment
2: you obviously think a lot of this filly because you took your shot, went to Melbourne trying to qualify for the Victoria Rogues. Now you're up here, uh, you, you chased that uh, Group 3 feature last week, so you obviously like this filly.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I love her, you know, and so does the like, owner. He paid a lot of money for her and we just have to give her the chance and the opportunity to sort of, sort of just show herself and, you know, just sort of see where she's at at this level and she's, you know, she is showing up and she's racing well and doing a great job and but now we've just got to chase the money for with her and sort of see what we can do with
2: her. OK. I'll talk about Saturday Night's race in just a moment. But long-term, is there is there something that's on the radar that you're hoping to uh, collect one day with Magic Moment?
3: Uh, we'd, we'd love to collect a great a one at one stage with her. But, um, you know, it just sort of depends on sort of next season. Like, we've, we've come to Brisbane just to finish off a three-year-old season and and probably give her a spell after this. But, you know, we'll sort of look for something next year and hopefully there's a good race there she can pick up.
2: OK, fingers crossed. Saturday night, nice money raise here on Saturday night, but unfortunately you've got a, a poor draw, the outside of the front row. Uh, never easy drawn gate seven over a mile at Albion Park, but uh, what are the expectations?
3: Um, I just sort of see what happens early. I think the one to five all go pretty well. But, um, yeah, we might just have to push the button there at the start and just go to the front and we might have to do a bit of work. But, you know, I, I think she's she's probably right in that race to really be competitive and probably good enough to get away with it.
2: Well, she looks the class runner. And she's got versatility, so she has got gate speed and you can drive her in, in different ways?
3: Yeah, yeah, she has. You know, it's hard to go back out of the seven, too, so I think. You know, it's like,
2: I'll go steady second quarter and don't head
3: forward, so you know, it's, it's hard to come with a quick half and, you know, we'll just just sort of play it by ear early, I think.
2: Okay, and she's trained on well since last week?
3: Yeah, yeah, she's had a great week. She's, I worked her this morning and she was bouncing and pretty pumped up, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with her this week.
2: Okay. You were in the winner's circle last Saturday night with Miss Serena. She's going to back up again this Saturday night. She absolutely bolted in last week.
3: Yeah, she did. She, um... She, she, I think she likes the lead. Um, I looked at her race there last week. As she did find the front, and she did, and she went really good, but this week could be a bit different.
2: Yeah, drawn out there on Saturday night in Gate 6. One thing that stands out with Miss she's a very well-bred mare.
3: Yeah, she is. Um, Leon did say that to me oh, probably 12 months ago, not um, long after I got her, and he said, you know, when I'm done, we're just going to get a foal out of her, and, you know, he's just going to breed on with her. But, yeah, she's very well-bred.
2: Okay. Plans with her. She she picked up that race last week. This is a band five race on Saturday night for the mayor. So you want to pick up that band five uh, race and uh, then which way do you go?
3: Oh, yeah, we'd, we'd love to. You know, she oh probably get another crack next week as well. But hopefully she just look after her this week and sort of see where we're at in that sort of level. But it'll be next week we'll sort of get a good guide and then after that she'll just head back home and just have a few more races at home.
2: All right. Your other runner on Saturday night is Over the Moon, who's actually starting today at Reckliffe, so we'll know more after today, but first thoughts on that race on Saturday night?
3: Uh, Yeah, I didn't really have a look at it. I don't think it's a really strong race, that one, but um, he has drawn poorly as well. He's, he's, He's a lot like a, I don't know, he's a bit of a funny horse like today. Should do him the world of good and he'll probably come out Saturday night and be just unbelievable, but He's a funny bloke, and we just sort of have to see how we go.
2: We see you often competing at Tamworth, your home track. You're regularly in the winner's circle. You must clock up some Ks because if you're not campaigning in Brisbane, you make regular trips down to Sydney or Newcastle. So I'm tipping the uh, the car's got a few kilometres on it.
3: Yeah, it has. Dad's I'm not too happy about that either. It's his youth. <laughs> Um, But, nah, you no, know, we've got to do what we've got to do, and it's hard at home because we only sort of raced that two weeks. But you know, I go to Newcastle every Friday and it does rack up a lot of Ks and, and it's hard work, but no, we've got to do it because that's what we're doing,
1: you know. Mm, you can't wind the clocks back anymore on these new cars either, can you? <laughs> when you sell them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how long does it take you to go to Newcastle and what what's the trip from Tamworth to Brisbane?
3: Um, oh, to Newcastle, can range anywhere from about three and a half to five hours. Um, just with the single and traffic and you know, it's pretty rough on a Friday afternoon. Um, but sometimes we can leave home and by the time we get home, it's a 16-hour day and, you know, the sister sort of, she's busted and sort of takes a lot out of us and it's a big trip. It's hard on the horses and everything. But, um, you know, to come to Queensland, it's a lot better, you know, cause it's sort of the only six hours and we get up here and i you can know, stay a couple of weeks and it's a lot easier on the horses than myself.
2: Yeah. And if you went to Menangle, how, how long are we looking up there?
3: Yeah, that's that's about six and a half to sort of get to Sydney and then, you know, that can range too with the traffic. But, no, it's it's a lot.
2: Yeah, plenty of travel. How many in work for the family?
3: Uh, well, I think we're working 16 at the moment.
2: Is that about normal?
3: Uh, it's a lot more than we've really had. Um, we've sort of got a lot more numbers recently and um, we've got a few more mares in foal at the moment too, so there's a bit going on, but we've got a few more coming as well so you no know, we we might end up a bit more with just sort of getting the tracking at home and that and um but yeah I think we'll end up around that 20 twenty five mark
2: okay so you're only a young fella, Tom, you're only twenty four so are you looking to do more with the the the, the babies with the uh, the racing going forward or you're happy to keep working with the older types
3: uh yeah i I really like the babies um you know we, we i think we've only got two three year olds and with the concessions and that's great at home. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a two-year-old for myself at the moment. I just sort of want to start out with a couple of young ones and that's why I think I've bred a few as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a few young ones in the team.
2: All right, well, there's plenty going uh, going ahead for you and uh, you've got the team going along nicely. Looking forward to seeing that uh, Philly step out again on Saturday night in magic moment in race number eight. She went very close in that group three. Hopefully a win's just around the corner uh, because, um, you know, it's only going to add to her, um, you know, long-term value as a broodmare, no doubt about it. Uh, best of luck on the weekend and uh, we'll see you trackside later today here at Reckliffe. No
3: worries. Thanks for having me, Chris.
2: There's Tom Ison joining us. So uh, he's, a, he's a young gun, Steve, based down there at Tamworth and uh, racking up plenty of Ks, as we just learned. But uh, he's got the team going well.
1: Absolutely. Gammon Crone uh, is about to join us. And doubt we'll chat with Matty Young as well. I haven't look, had a look at the free-for-all. Chris, how's it shaped up there? Gloucester Park That's no, another
2: very strong free-for-all there. So uh, there'll be plenty to talk about with Matt. Just an update on the Queenslanders with the Inter-Dominion, Steve. Uh... The golden ticket winners uh, from last Saturday night, Majestic Harry the Trotter and Mac Da Vinci. So uh, I'm trying to find out more about this golden ticket. I don't think it means anything, um, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. Um, so it, I think it was just a, a marketing ploy because Mac Da Vinci wasn't nominated originally for the series. Um, he can go, but he's got to pay a late entry fee, so there's no real incentive. So I'm not sure what what the uh, the plan was there with the golden tickets, But anyway, Majestic Harry is definitely going, so he's on the road south, so he could be the only Queenslander there. I think they're going to make a decision today on Mac da Vinci because at this stage, a flight from Brisbane to Melbourne for a horse is nineteen or eighteen thousand dollars. Uh, obviously, the more horses you can get on that flight, the cheaper it becomes. But I don't think there's a, a great deal of uh, equine uh, talent heading from Brisbane to Melbourne, uh, given that it's sort of non-carnival time with the Gallopers. So that's going to be very interesting to see which way they go. But the, the mm. golden ticket, essentially, and a number of people have asked, doesn't really mean anything. We'll we'll see what Darren Clayton thinks tomorrow. But uh, it didn't help them in any way, shape or form.
1: Hello, yeah, Rachel. I'll be the one of the highlights here tomorrow night when we get to Matty Young. But to Gavin Crone, it's with us now, Chris. Gavin, good morning. How
2: are you, Chris? Very well. Marburg have got their big day coming up on Sunday, the Graham-Harriet Memorial, this race for the Trotters. This is the meeting that we lost back in October. So it's been rescheduled and it's going to take place on Sunday. And uh, it's always a great day, and obviously we're paying tribute to a a man that did uh, a fair bit of work in getting the trotters going here in Queensland many many years ago.
0: Yeah, Graham um, Graham was pushed very hard to get it started up here, and I sort of followed suit with Graham, and we were pretty good mates. And um, he was lost far too early, you know, and uh, he was had a lot more in store for the trotters, you know.
2: Mm. Absolutely. So you've got two runners, or the family have two runners in this race on Sunday. I'm tipping to win this race, it, it'd it be quite emotional for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, well, we've tried on several occasions now and we just sort of haven't quite got there. We got pipped on the post one year and um, to win it would mean a a, a real big thing to me um, and our family because we were really, really close with the Harriots. Um It would be a, a really good honour to win it, yes.
2: So, can you win it this year? Your two runners being Sinedo and Set Me Free. So, can one of them step up and claim it?
0: Sinedo um, won there a few weeks back. Um, if she steps to the front, I really don't think they can get past her. Um, but Set Me Free has been a real little... Um, went a little bit ordinary on Tuesday, but that's just something that happens, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I think we can win it. Um, I'd like to think Set Me Free would, would win it. Would it be nice? Um, but I think it's... Soneto led, she'd be very hard to beat.
2: Okay, okay. So the start's going to be crucial then?
0: Oh, very crucial. I think with is in all, all trot races, you know, if you can get, especially a little horse like Soneto, she loves to lead and she does bowl along a bit. Um, yeah, so the start is crucial.
2: Okay. And just on Set Me Free, yeah, probably wasn't the result that you were hoping for there on Tuesday, but her runs prior were good and sectionally she was strong as well.
0: Yeah, she was disappointing Tuesday, whether she was in season or something, I'm not sure. But um was a little bit disappointing. She's I didn't think she was any she well, she is no star and I didn't think she was much good, but she's sort of coming along real nice and the uh, sections have been real good the last few weeks. Um there's no complaints with what sort of sections she's been running, you know, so but you know, it's hard, she's coming off thirty metres all the time and um when she did win she came off the front was the first run off the front here and she just she she won nice, you know.
2: Mm. Well, I wish you the best of luck there with those two runners in the Graham-Harriet Memorial. So that's on Sunday at Marburg. Speaking of stars, the stable star, he returns on Saturday night at Albion Park, indefensible. Fresh up, he's at a recent trial. Is he ready to go?
0: Yeah, whatever he does Saturday night, he'll he'll benefit from. But I think he's not far away, Chris. Um, His trial was, was quite okay the other day. We didn't knock him around. Um, but he looks. He was at the end of his tether last prep, and he should have been. I should have spelled him earlier, but we didn't. And um, I think going in fresh will be a big a big thing for him. I think he's got a chance. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, just looking back at that trial, Jetlegs was in that trial, and he was able to come out and win on Tuesday. So the form out of the trial looks like it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we like I said, we didn't knock him around, and his sections were okay. Um, he, he's a lot bigger this time in, and you know he, he's really spelled well and he's working okay, which is a very ordinary track worker at home, but he's actually working okay at the moment. So we'll have to take that into consideration, you
2: know. All right. Well, he's won eight races, earnings just shy of $100,000. Any sort of future targets for him coming up?
0: Um, not at this time, Chris. We are just sort of playing him along. He's got a few issues, and we've just got to take him every sort of week as we come, and and hopefully we can get another season out of him, have a bit of a spell early in the year, and... And pointing towards the Inter Dominion next year, I suppose that's about all we can look forward to.
2: Okay, that's the long term target, the Inter Dominion yeah. in our own backyard next year. The, uh, yeah. the stable have got a stack of runners coming up today at Recklow. What's the best of your chances today?
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> We've had an ordinary run the last two weeks.
2: Um, You've got some ordinary uh, rock- draws today, too.
0: Yeah, I know. It hasn't played in our favours today. Um, rock and Home's probably our best go today. Um, Drop back in grade. Hopefully there's a bit of speed early and he can come home over the top of him. Just struggling to win one at Albion Park on a Tuesday, but we're dropping back to Redcliffe former and down a few classes too. He's come back a few grades in the, in the um, rating, so that, that'll, that'll help.
2: OK, well, race six, number five, and home. We'll put a circle around him. Appreciate the time this morning, Gab. We'll see you trackside later. Best of luck with Indefensible on Saturday night and chasing that Graham Harriet memorial on Sunday as well with the two trotters, Sonetto and set me free. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for giving me the time. There's Gavin Crone joining us. So we wish the, uh, the Crone family all the best. They've got plenty of runners uh, today. Uh, I think it's six in total here at Reckliffe today. They've got Indefensible Saturday Night. And they've got those two trotters in the other uh, feature there at Marburg. So, Steve, that was the meeting that was washed out in late October. So it's been rescheduled. So it uh, should be a good day there. Hopefully the weather's a lot kinder this weekend. Yeah,
1: by the way, that horse, Rockin' Home, that may want to support it given the comments there of Gavin. Rake six, number five. The price is $4.20, Chris. Stab fix. $4. Okay. Or Shakati, or is that what was, how you call it? The inside? Shakati? Shakati, that's better. 195. So it's favourite, but it's the second favourite. Rockin' Home, Race All 6 right. at Redcliffe. Maddie Young's with us now, Chris.
2: Maddie, good morning. You there, Maddie? Yeah, mate. Good morning. Okay, we've got you loud and clear now. Another feature night coming through from GP tomorrow night. The feature is race number five. This is the four year old championship. The free-for-all is uh, race number four. A couple of interesting races there. How do you see it?
4: Yeah, look, uh, I think the the free-for-all race is uh, quite interesting, being over the mile, and Camden Banner's got all that speed, so I expect to see him uh, charge forward. Look, I think Jasper Beach has got the speed to go with him and try and hold him, but uh, I also think that they'll be quite happy to take cover and try and run a place so, uh, Gary Olsen would be under no illusions that Uh, His horse is probably not up to the absolute upper echelon of talent, and if he takes a sit on Hampton batter I think he can see himself running into the placings. Miracle Moose looks like he'll be potentially close enough, but he will need some speed on Wild West. We saw last week was really impressive. He is two from two from the short course at Gloucester Park, but uh, that's when he's been able to be on the peg. So. Well, I think if he hits the line, well, that'll be a pass mark. Mighty Conquer a bit the same. And Diego's racing oh so well, but it's just a really tricky draw, especially with Hampton, Banner, drawn in three. So that's how I sort of saw the free fall event. And then you go to the four-year-old championship, and, well, Labra Joe gets the ace, and he just looks the way to go. He looks the winner on paper and should be able to lead at the smaller track. He beat this similar field when he was able to lead at Pinjarra. Got a little bit tired late, but uh, over the 800-metre track and with no sprint lane, I think he'll be able to control this race even better. And he's the one that looks the winner in race five.
2: Okay. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night?
4: Um, yeah, there's a couple of races that I'm sort of keen on, but I sort of like horses more for a place in a few races. Um, that sort of piqued my interest a little bit, but we'll, we'll go with one that is for a place. Race 2, number 10, Bracken Sky. Uh, Papanik, we see, resume heading towards the Summer Carnival. He's trialled up really well. He's got gate speed and should lead. It looks to be quite a pegs race there. Uh, he likes to run along as well, Papanik. His last half should be pretty quick, so it's going to be hard for horses coming off the pegs. Blissful Abbey is first up, so that is a slight concern because uh, Bracken Sky needs to be able to work into the clear, But uh, Bracken Sky's first up run over a distance that he doesn't really like was really good. He should derive plenty of benefit from that. He's going to get a soft run. Just that one one pair behind the speed, and I can just see him getting into the clear and uh, slashing home powerfully. So if you get anything better than even money about him, I thought he was the way to go. Race two, number 10 for a place.
1: OK, Matty,
2: two by in the place.
1: Just with Magnificent Storm, it was an ugly watch early there last week, but he kept pushing on and found the top, and that was some sort of arrogant win, wasn't it? Yeah, I,
4: was, I spoke to Aldo Cortapassi a little bit about uh, this horse, and uh, he was of the opinion that the horse had lost his mystique and uh, the respect that he gained over a, a period of time. So uh, once he got caught three wide, he thought, well, it was pretty much all or nothing. So uh, he was pretty happy to see him win like that. Just sort of uh, solidified why they should be afraid of him and they should hand up to him and respect him because he is a very good horse. And uh, I think what we have been missing from him is he's probably been driven a little bit more conservatively as of late, and every time he makes the move, being the hunted, he's the one that is trying to make ground in those quickest quarters in the race, and then... We're seeing him get swamped again late. So um, I think Aldo proved a pretty valuable point on Friday night is that uh, he is the best horse in the state. And, um, yeah, he can do the work at both ends. And he had no right to win that race by as far as he did. Like, he won that soft and won by 15 metres. Like, he didn't just win. He absolutely bolted in. It was annihilation. Uh, he decimated his rivals. It was just outstanding to watch. So, I think uh, I think he put everyone on notice last week.
2: Okay. Earlier in the week, uh, Maddie, the uh, the slot holders for the uh, the new slot race over there, the Nullarbor, were announced. Any any surprises to those uh, those slot holders? Well, I guess from a um, I guess
4: from a look at where we are in WA. I'm I think it would be... I think it's different rules in different territories. But I found it very interesting that Ladbrokes was um, able to get a slot, I guess, uh, in in WA territory with Tab Touch ruling the land. So that was something that created, I think, a lot of buzz and it's created a bit of interest and talk on social media about that because uh, corporate, uh, corporate bookmakers aren't allowed to invest in clubs and uh, invest in sponsorship or advertisement here in WA. So I guess that created a bit of interest. But um, other than that, most of it was pretty pretty close to what we were expecting. Aaron Bain and Summit Bloodstock, of course, uh, have great affiliation with a lot of uh, the operational echelon racing in the country. And uh, we've seen they've got a slot in uh, the Eureka. Kevin and Kyle Jevons, of course, owners of Shockwave and Swing Band. JP Pacing, of course, with uh, Never Ending, Tricky Mickey, horses like that. Mighty Ronaldo. The Ram Racing Syndicate, they've got slots in all three codes. So that's um, really good for them and they've already uh, entered into discussions with a few people. Regency Foods is uh, Magnificent Storms owners, Robbie Tomlinson and co., uh, Gary Hall, Senior, no doubt, and Stephen Waters will be looking at uh, Prince of Pleasure, you would imagine. He would be one of the main ones that are being looked at. Swandu Harness Racing is Jamali who spends uh, big money on horses in New Zealand, so uh, Mike Reed Camp could be looking at one. Tab Touch have, of course, got a slot, and Team Bond have got a slot. So I think there's a lot of the, the higher-class horses... Connections have been able to gain a slot. So uh, the people that are sort of outside of that are going to have to look a little bit further to try and find an, an outside horse out of the top three stables to be able to uh, pop up and win this race.
1: If it was you, besides Magnificent Storm, which one would you pick? Well, I wanted Shockwave. So um,
4: he was my one just on timing because... He had a knee clean-out, which had been causing him issues since he was a two-year-old, and uh, he was nearly ready to go for the summer carnival. But they decided to give him this time and try and get him back to his absolute best. Now, I think Shockwave is one of the better horses we've seen in WA for a long time, Chicago Bull included. And looking at the uh, time, time frame of his return... Is that he's going to be back and ready to race by the end of Feb, early March. That should give him two or three runs into a race like this. And if he gets back to his best, you are taking a pump. Um, but I, I thought uh, he was a bit of a Steve Austin sort of uh, addition to the race. That would be a bit of a fairy tale, gentleman. We can rebuild him. Um, so
1: that's how I. Was, I saw it. He would be the one that I'd love to
4: have a share in going in towards this race.
1: Broke my arm when I was a kid. I thought I was a bionic man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Anyway, well that race, Steve, comes up on April 14th. So we've got all these big races coming up. Summer Carnival features, Fremantle Cup, uh, the Nugget Uh, the the WA Pacing Cup, so there's a lot of water to go under the bridge before April 14, so it will be interesting. Also interesting, Greg Bond was over in New Zealand during Cup Week, so was he looking for a potential horse for that race? Who knows, but um, we know he he spends plenty in New Zealand, so maybe he was on a fact-finding mission over there during Cup Week. Just grab one of Emma Stewart's horses. They won't know it's missing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a few there there's a few there so anyway we'll wait and see but uh, Maddie, appreciate the time as per normal uh, best of luck tomorrow night we'll take that tip race 2 number 10 the place Bracken Sky and we'll chat again next week cheers boys have a good one there's Matty Young joining us, Steve. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting over the next couple of months with that uh, big race coming up. But as I said, a lot of big races between now and then. Big races on their mm. calendar over there.
1: But let's hope they get not just their, their local content, Chris, get some you know interest there from, you know, as I said, maybe New Zealand or Victoria or mm. New South Wales. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, wait and see. All right, your first at Redcliffe is not too far away. Anything else to wrap up this morning, Chris? Thanks to Garrard. Um
2: No, that's just about it. So we'll wait uh, for that news to come through on how many Queenslanders are competing at the series. So we'll have news on Mac Da Vinci. As I said, Majestic Harry's on his way. So we'll wait and see. But uh, that's just about it for today.